I tell you what's going to be impossible. Trying to come up with two offensive players for Pats on the Ass tomorrow morning on Glenn Clark Radio. Your guess is as good as mine. I got one. That's the list. I got two. Who's the second? I got Mark Andrews. Yeah, of course. That's the one we got. Who's the second? Uh, Yeah. Bateman. I guess. He didn't drop a pass. He didn't. Well, well, sort of. I mean, he right. went for a pass that wasn't meant for him. Yeah. I mean, I guess Holly. Oh, my God. Hey, it's the Project Game Day postgame show. Shoo. Ravens win. Ravens win. They're they're eight and three, and they're eight. They're the number, the number one, one seed, seed in the AFC, <laughs> and everybody's feeling good, right? Yeah, we feel great about everybody's it. Everybody's feeling really good, hey, and they covered. They did cover. That's a fact. That's a fact. That was really important for Andrew Stecka tonight. It was. He was going to be in a lot of trouble yes, if this had gone yes, the other way. Yes. Yikes. All right. Project Game Day postgame is brought to you by Window Nation, Glory Days Grill, and Underdog Fantasy Football. He's Ken Zalis. I'm Glenn Clark. Thank you for staying up late with us. I am sure that uh, many of you are going to react to this as if the Ravens lost. And I, I get it. I certainly understand um, when, when the number of things go the way that they went tonight, you're not going to feel great about it. But um, the reality is they're in the position that they're in. They're 8-3. and three. They are a game closer towards a top seed in the AFC. And as I keep saying about everybody, like we can keep being concerned about the schedule that's ahead of them, but who are you afraid of? Who scares you? Green Bay. Okay. I mean, maybe they didn't. Maybe. I don't maybe, know. I don't know. Uh, Cincinnati, well. the way they played today. But, well, but the, I mean, do we know that's who's No one. You know who scares me? Who? The next team we play. Why? Because I've watched this team oh. for 11 weeks, oh. and I don't know what well, what in the heck is going to go on next The Ravens week. or the Steelers? The Ravens. Right, but that's the point. The point that I'm making is I have is no like, idea. The, you you want to say I'm concerned about the Ravens. I get it. The point that I'm going to make is it's oh, the same yeah, thing that s- everyone is saying in right. every market in the NFL. Of course. And the Ravens are 8-3 and three, right. despite saying all of those things. So, so uh, Jameson Hensley... Uh, tweet this out from ESPN Stats Info. Since 2015, starting quarterbacks are 0-37 and 37 when throwing four interceptions in a game. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Yikes. Look, Yikes. I, I, you're watching this game, and I, I, I said it. I kind of made a comment at halftime. It's like outside of – not expecting three interceptions in like a thirty-second time period from Lamar. I thought this is <laughs> this is how the Ravens have to play, unless unless you're playing a team that just defensively is not there on a, any given day and doesn't care that the Ravens can't run the ball seemingly for three and a half quarters or, with or the like running the backs. Chargers right. is so incapable right. of stopping right. the run. Correct. Right. Correct. Like these are the game. This is this is uh, this is it. I, I I think if you're going into any of the remaining games expecting anything differently, I, I I don't know what to tell you. Through eleven weeks, yeah, there've been there've been situations like the Charger game and like you know Kansas City where where they had to score and things like that. But I I just they're so beat up on both sides of the ball. Correct. 
they can't. The running backs. They not, don't. They don't employ an NFL running back. They they don't. And and God bless well, both. I'm sorry, of they them. don't employ a healthy NFL they, they, running back. It, look, Murray and Freeman are doing the best they can against behind a line that I'm sorry. They for as big as a line they, as they are, they get zero push. They don't open holes for the running backs. Now the holes need to be opened longer. Yeah, for but these even backs. even when there's space, these running backs aren't doing anything with it. Like it's not. I just you know you, you you're missing three piece three. Or Imagine four doing pieces. the post game interview with Lamar Jackson. By the way, oh. so you were pretty awful oh, tonight. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. But but I mean they they are what they are. Um, but they're eight and three, and they're in. And, they're and in that's for, the reality. And that's the reality. I mean, you can't take and the, anything and away from that. And they're eight and three in this position, and there's no one that's un. Not only there is no one that's unbeatable. No, there's no one that you even have any reason to fear. It's not even fear. The team that's playing the best in the AFC are right. the Patriots right, right now with a rookie quarterback. And and I I just. Do you fear them? No. You don't fear them, but you certainly respect that they're the team that's you playing the best. Them, in, but you in, don't. Yeah. You don't fear them no, at no, all. No, in no world do you fear them. All of these things are 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 real. And I, does it does it guarantee anything? To your point, no. Ken, does it guarantee any of this? Does this guarantee anything? Are, are you guaranteed to beat the Steelers next week? Of course no, not. No. Of course you're not guaranteed to beat the Steelers I, next week. I, I, this game just convinces me that the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, I don't know about that. I think I'm going to stop. Oh, no, I'm, I, because and, and, nothing is. Well, and but this is what I'm going to come back to. It's the same thing I said at halftime. I my gut has been for weeks. I've had this conversation. I think at some point we're going to do an autopsy on the 2021-2022 Baltimore Ravens when the season ends, um, and it ends somewhere short of them winning the Super Bowl. And the first thing I'm going to say is this is what happens when you can't run the ball with your running backs. You you can't win a Super Bowl that way. And I've I've done this. I've actually gone and done the work, and I've documented it. I know that because no one has. It has never happened. <laughs> Even the teams that weren't good at running the ball got more production. The Kansas City Chiefs from a couple years ago, who we all think couldn't run the ball, got more production from their running backs. The New England Patriots, when their lead running back was Jonas Gray, got more production from Jonas effing Gray than the Ravens are getting from their running backs. And none of that absolves. I, I was trying to explain this. We had this conversation um, uh, who was I talking about this with? This was Cy, who's a regular. Cy checks in and says, Lamar's been terrible today, but imagine if we had even a tiny bit of a run game. And my response back to that was, right, both things are true. Yep. I've written about this a few times this season. What the Ravens are asking Lamar Jackson to do is unprecedented. Mm -hmm. Unprecedented. No one has ever won a Super Bowl with this little production from running backs. And he's been awful. I'm not... Uh, absolving Lamar Jackson of blame. I'm not giving him a pass for his performance tonight. He stunk. He was bad. Flat bad. And a lot of times when Lamar has an uh, uneven performance, we'll say something at the end of the day like, yeah, but they wouldn't have won the game without him. I can't even give you that today. I, I don't know what would have happened in this game if Tyler Huntley had played. I don't know what would have happened in this game if Trace McSorley had played. I don't know what would happen in this game if an average-level quarterback a replacement-level quarterback had played in this football game because Lamar wasn't as good as replacement-level tonight. He wasn't good, plain and simple. This was a bad night, probably the worst night of his NFL career, and yet they won the football game. <laughs> yeah, they won the football game. Um, let's give some credit, though, to the defense. 100%. Um, the Browns may be, if they're not the best, they're one of the best 
five rushing teams in the NFL, and they didn't let him rush. They didn't let him run the ball tonight. They shut him down, um, you know, without Calais Campbell. I, I think all Ravens fans were, like, you know, kind of bummed that he wasn't going to be there. He's been there's playing this, so there's well. There's this hilarious bit that Ravens fans have done for years where every time Brandon Williams isn't on the field, they're terrible against the run. And yet, for some reason, for some reason, Ravens fans think Brandon Williams stinks. There's this bizarro world in which you can find a number somewhere yeah. that suggests you're right. There's six other numbers that exist that suggest you're wrong. But you get obsessed over the one that suggests you're right. Because you're mad that Brandon Williams isn't Aaron Donald. Because you want Brandon Williams to be Aaron Donald. We have an overwhelming mountain's worth of evidence over the years about how good this team is against the run with Brandon Williams and how good they are without Brandon Williams. It is an unending amount of evidence. They got Brandon Williams back, and boy, were they ever really good against Nick Chubb tonight. Really weird how that works. Y'all have wanted to run Brandon Williams out of town for years. Y'all have been trying to do this for a long time. And it has always been one of the most baffling, befuddling. I, I guess it's just as simple as, without hard statistics, we're incapable of having these conversations. We have to find the thing. Uh, Jonas Schaefer, to his credit, wrote about this in the Baltimore Sun. Like, found the number that everybody was obsessing over with Brandon Williams and was like, right, but here's this other analytic that suggests he's winning his matchups at the third highest rate of anyone in the NFL at the point when he got hurt. Y you guys have lost your minds over the years when it comes to Brandon Williams because there isn't a statistic that defines his value. Other than when they play against the Browns a couple years ago and they don't have Brandon Williams on the field right. and the Browns run for 300 yards. And then you see what happens when Brandon Williams is on the field. It's, no, it's it was, a goofy it, it, bit. It it's huge, amazing huge to get how back. the guy whose job is to soak up double teams so that the linebackers can make plays. I'm going to ask you a question, Ken. Tonight... Did you notice anyone who's taking on double teams and allowing the linebackers to feast linebackers, untouched? Linebackers were fantastic because of it. It's 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 because incredible it. to me how this they, works. They were, and everybody was good. And I hope Queen's okay. I know he came yeah. back, but then he he left because he was having no, you know one of, of life. <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, one of his one of his best games uh, of of the year and. You know, I love I love the national broadcast because you could just tell that they like don't watch football, and it's it's wonderful and couldn't praise them more. And, look and, and look. To be fair, Patrick Queen has played well the last he, couple of weeks. He has, but yeah, and but it, and, and and before tonight had his best game of the season yes. a week ago against Chicago. But but Bowser again was terrific. Yep. Uh, you know they they just they. They brought in a guy I didn't even know was on the roster. Correct, right? uh, because Josh Bynes got hurt. Josh Bynes forgot, got uh, hurt. It was uh, Christian Welch. Welch. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. okay, okay. I, mean, I, I did know he existed, but, like, yes, I had definitely. I'll, I'll be the first one. Yeah. I did not know he existed. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, is Borg not here anymore? Right, right. I was like, where where did this guy yeah, come Christian from? Christian Welch. Uh, Christian Welch. But they play, they played terrific. Oway uh, once uh, – uh, um, what Conklin went out of the game just abused the right yep. tackle um, the rest of the evening. Uh, you know the pass rush was good. Uh, I, the defense played well. I mean, you gave up you gave up ten points, and I know the Browns aren't the juggernaut you know offense, but 
they run the ball on everybody. You know, I had real. Fe- I talked about this uh, earlier in the week, and I guess you weren't here for the pick segment. I said the one thing I, I fear not this week. about Sunday night is that they run and they run and they do to the Ravens what the Ravens used to be able to do to other teams, and they just say. We're going to come out. We're going to run the ball with, the, with the, the thing that teams have been doing to the Rams this season. Yeah. We're just going to run the ball like hell. Good luck to you. We'll see what happens. We'll take our chances. We yep. don't think you can do anything about it. Yep. We don't think you're up for playing bully ball. We don't think you have it in you. And the Ravens were completely up for it with the Browns helping out by not remaining as committed maybe to the run. They tried. I mean, they, they definitely tried. tried. They, they tried. tried. They, they were still running tried. the ball. Yeah. Late into the game, yep. um, you know, I think Chubb probably had his best carry late in the fourth quarter. But they did try, you know, look, Hunt wasn't 100%, although he had probably the most powerful run of the evening, uh, you know, midway through the, the fourth quarter. But uh, they actually they, they had him on a on a on a snap count. It was obvious because he wasn't in there in obvious p- passing downs. You still had Dearness Johnson. So they were a little limited. And look, they do not have a downfield threat. They don't have that home run guy. They like to play a lot of three tight end uh, sets. Uh, when when Bryant went out, that caused a little bit of problems. But the Ravens, you know, they defensively, I, I don't I – don't, Marlon Humphrey also after the pass interference. After, was after the pass interference, he was, was fine. Excellent. He was fine. He was he – was, he was, he, you know, the pass interference, everybody's like, that's not pass interference. Yeah, it was pass interference. <laughs> I mean, like you want to you want to say there are worlds in which th- th- we do this weird bit where we're like, well, I've seen that not called before. Sure, I'm like sure, sure, of course, one hundred percent. But if it is, we, called, we also do that. We also do the bit where we're like, well, if that's holding, then you can call holding on every play. Yes, you can. You can call you can, holding. In fact, we on wanted, every play. We wanted one called late in the yes. game where on TV to me it was obvious yep. the Ravens were out and they didn't call it. And just like the 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 um uh. Late hit, not or 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 un, unnecessary roughness on the quarterback. That they called one on the Ravens. That on for uh, the, it was on, ba- on, it was the Bowser one. The Bowser well, one. Well, the bow, but they called they called one. Uh, Lamar got hit. I think oh, it was, okay, early it was in the clowny. game. Yeah, it was clowning. Yes, correct. I've seen that called and not called. Yep, one hundred percent. Same thing with the Bowser one. I've seen that called and not called. Uh, you, can well, do, the, you know what they didn't mention at all, and I thought for the most part, uh, I mean, Tariko's excellent, and, and and you can have your opinions about Collinsworth, but he's sharp. Um, they, like they handled the replay situation quite well. They explained thoroughly what was going on in that moment. And while I still, like most of you, agree that I think the ball hit the ground, oh yeah, the ball, I right. I get what happened there. What oh. happened there is that one angle made it really confusing. Correct. And with the burden supposed to be, you know, beyond beyond any, a reasonable doubt, correct. They got to go with the call on the field. And if the call on the field had been incomplete, they would have left it incomplete. They, they, it's a very unfortunate thing that's happening now with officials, where they, if it's close, they want to call the thing that triggers the replay. So they call it a touchdown, so it triggers the replay, hoping the replay will bail them out in that situation. Unfortunately, the spot the replay didn't, and it probably gifted the Browns six points they didn't deserve. But the Browns had also put together a long drive, and you know, it's a whole, it's a whole goofy thing in that spot. But the Bowser thing, the one thing that wasn't mentioned at all was the body weight thing. Like they they talked about the the helmet the and helmet. like you know that was that was very close. But the body weight thing to me actually made it indisputable. Like the rule is supposed to be if you land with your body weight on the quarterback, then you get called. And Tyus Bowser did not attempt to roll off 
uh, right, Baker right. Mayfield. Tyus Bowser's been playing great. Everybody knows how much I feel about Tyus Bowser. Please come join us on uh, Tuesday, December 7th at the Tyus Bowser Show at the Bowman. Brought to you by uh, Window Depot as well as Window Depot Baltimore, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, my bookie, Press Box and Great 8's memorabilia. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. But he landed with a body weight on Baker Mayfield there. And based on the rule, I think they got that call correct uh, in that situation. But, yes, like – in general, all this stuff, the pass interference on Marlon Humphrey, yeah, that's pass interference. Pass interference. Does it have to be called? No, it doesn't call it every time. But is it a pass interference? Yeah, it's pass interference. Let's start getting through some of these comments, shall oh, we? We shall. By the way, uh, if you're looking for somewhere to hang out tomorrow night to watch the big Washington-Seattle showdown, or just because you're looking for somewhere to hang out tomorrow night, the place to do it is Glory Days Grill. They've got six ninety nine burgers every Monday. You've probably done a bunch of cooking this week. Let somebody else handle the cooking. You got to be out of leftovers at this point. Let someone else handle the cooking tomorrow night. Six ninety nine burgers at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. All right, uh, let's start racing through them. From Jeff, only thing Lamar did not do is throw a pick six. I mean, I guess that's true. I, I don't, I don't know what to make of it. The problem is, three of them are egregious. Two of them were egregious. The middle two were egregious. Yes. The last one, it, that's a tough throw to make, right? And so sometimes that happens when you throw deep balls, and it also required a weird set of circumstances, the ball kind of bouncing around there to be picked yes. off. But the ball was still underthrown. It was. It was still underthrown. Now, is Mark Andrews the guy to be throwing that ball to in that situation? Should he was he be pretty your, earlier, too. I hear you, and <laughs> and he's a hell of a fighter for the football, right? So I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about any of that, right? It wasn't as egregious as two of them, but it's not on anybody else. That's on Lamar, too. And the first one, as we talked about before, you can say it was a weird set of circumstances that led to it, but one of two things is true. Either he was actually attempting to throw the ball to Rashad Bateman, in which case he reverted back to something we saw early on in his career where his pace on right. underneath balls is not acceptable, and that's going to – you can say, hey, if the ball's in your area, you have to catch it. It doesn't work that way. It's That's insane. I you can't th throw th a ball with that much zip. I think he was throwing to Andrews. I think we all believe that he was throwing and, to and Andrews. And either, either Bateman got delayed in his route. I I would have to see the whole thing. Right. You know, he shouldn't have been there, but – you also Bateman, have to. Bateman also doesn't know that the, that Andrews is behind him. There. Right, one hundred percent. So, I, who's that on? Like, uh, whatever. Best case scenario, you can say it's unfortunate. It's but unfortunate. there might be at least a little bit that's on Lamar in that spot. So all the all the picks are bad. All the picks are bad. Steka acknowledging that uh, he needed that. He definitely did. He definitely did. That was yes. a desperate situation for him. Uh, he's still trailing, but it could have been much worse. Jeff, uh, who had the Ravens winning with Lamar's four interceptions on the Ravens bingo card? I guess if you want to do the bit about all the adversity they've overcome this season, yeah, sure, there was going to have to be one of these in there. There was going to have to be a quarterback throws four picks and they somehow figure out a way to win anyway type of game. I mean, sure. Well, it's just another box that Lamar had to check off at some point. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what else do you want me to say? He threw four picks and they won. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I, there's more to be said for that like if he has to lead them on a game winning right. like I, like if, if there's a late dramatic touchdown drive that Lamar Jackson leads them on after throwing four picks and you're like god that is some moxie to do something like that there really wasn't that now credit him for I guess credit him for the touchdown there's a lot of people that are like over praising Lamar for the touchdown coming out of the half it was a hell of a throw given the circumstances but I don't know how wise of a throw it was. When you, when you have two of the better pass rushers, um, one 
slamming his 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 helmet in disgust and the other one walking off laughing by the play that the other opposing quarterback just made you just it, look it we talk about this all the time he's the only one that can make that play he gets the only one that can stay alive long right. enough to have the opportunity correct. to make that play correct it, it's still there are throwing throwing deep and late over the middle probably not there a good are a idea a lot of bad things that can happen there <laughs> but, a lot of bad things that can occur you know but it didn't it didn't it didn't and and if patrick mahomes does the same thing we all talk about the greatness of patrick mahomes for years but we do have to acknowledge that even his best play of the night eh, eh, got away with it. Got away and with it. It was definitely his best play of the night. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Scott Lamar was clearly rusty. I, I don't know if he was rusty. I don't. I, I saw a bunch of that with the rust. I, he missed a week. Right. I, I mean, I, I don't. And he practiced. He all practiced this week. all week. I, I don't. I don't want to blame that on rust. I mean, if he was out three weeks and came back and practiced a week, and you want to say. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't been in there. He's a little rusty. Okay, but he, he missed a week. Uh, one of those days of the week, he actually practiced. I, I just, I, I don't want to blame it on Rust. I don't want to blame I mean, it. It wasn't you, good. You it's it's, it's, Lamar, okay. Lamar it's Jackson, okay to say he a, wasn't good it's tonight. It's a weird thing where um, my, my buddy Kevin Van Valkenburg is getting murdered because he said before the half uh, that Lamar might need to sit. And... Even I'm like, what, what, what is what? that guy? Yeah. Like, what in the world is that tweet? Twitter, like, what Twitter bait? What is that? You want so, people to respond to? you. And I love the guy. I love you know. Kevin. You want it's one pe- of my best I, friends. I, it's fine. You want um, people to respond to you. That's I, a, there's no there's but, no but there's, universe. There's that a you're separation. Him. There's a separation from from things. Um, Kevin, I know, thinks the world of Lamar and has been a vocal supporter of Lamar. Um, in the national media for a very long time. He he poorly worded, instead of saying something that we all were saying, which is, Lamar's terrible tonight, he went a step further and suggested that there's some world in which you sit yeah. your starting quarterback because he's having a bad night, which is just not something you do in the NFL. It's just not the way it works. Um, there, there's no... You can't point to me an example of when that was beneficial for someone. Like, hey, this is your franchise quarterback... But let him bow out for a couple of plays and let the other guy go in to get his like yeah, th- there's just yeah. no example of no, that. No, no. But we can all say tell say the truth. The truth is Lamar was awful. I mean, he was just flat awful tonight. It's fine. Now the truth can also coincide with what I'm talking about. He's being asked to do an insane amount. And that part, unfortunately, is not going to change. He's going to be asked to do an insane amount the rest of the way because they can't run the ball. Period. They can't do it. So it might lead to more. Like they, they are asking him to do something that no one can do insanely well. No one can do this. This is nuts. Thinking that you can have this little production from your running back and your quarterback should just be able to go out there and throw the ball brilliantly for 360 yards and four touchdowns and no picks every week. That's insane. It's what did, crazy. What, did, what was his numbers? He rushed for 80 yards in the end tonight? Uh, I was probably right over 70. If, uh, just, finished, uh, 68. Just over your you, – you just hit your number. KZ, of course, was playing underdog fantasy football I was, tonight. Love underdog. Was, you want to say anything about them? Yeah, they're great. I hit uh, – I, I put $5 on uh, on five uh, – what's it, four? $5 on four uh, parlay, uh, props for 10 times my money. And, hey – 
There you go. It seems and, like, and you could do, you could do the same thing. I I tweet them out all the time. Put in five bucks today. All four five. four four overs, all from this game. Tonight. All from this game, just this game. Right. I love playing all one game. Yep. Okay. All this game hit hit them. You know, Mark Andrews receiving if, yards. What were the other ones? Mark Andrews receiving yards. Nick Chubb receiving yards, which was stupid at eight point five. Mm. Um, Lamar rushing yards over sixty six and a half. And Baker over 213 pass yards. Got all four of them, 150 bucks for five bucks. Yeah. And the best part, you can go do it right now. Uh, go to underdog, uh, dot com, underdog uh, com or at Underdog Fantasy on, on uh, Twitter and sign up. Use the code PRESSBOX. Deposit $100, up to $100, yep. and they will match you dollar for dollar. I would go do it right now if I were you. Uh, Larry, those linebackers deserve game balls. Hell yeah. I mean, we were just talking about it. linebackers were phenomenal tonight. Absolutely excellent. Uh, John Colson, now KZ, can tell us every reason the 8-3 and three Ravens are not good. I'm actually, I and I saw your response, I'm actually going to agree slightly with this. Uh-oh. We don't really know if the Ravens are good. <laughs> what we do know is that no one really is. No one really is. And so, given the fact that they're 8-3, and three, they're, eight they're three. in great shape. Um, they they got to keep winning. Clearly, they got to, you know, the Bengals are looming right behind them in the division, so they, they got to keep winning. Still only a game ahead. There's no reason to fear anyone that's on the schedule. There's not, there's not a game I mean, on the schedule that I'm afraid of. I mean, I guess somebody would say you should be afraid of the trip to Cincinnati considering how that went the first time, but, yeah, but you know, you just don't know which but, Bengals but, are going to show but, up from week to week. But fear? Uh, no. I mean, concern, yeah, okay. You know, they're playing, they played well, but they also, after they beat the Ravens, played three weeks of garbage. So, you know, hey, so what? Uh, from Paul, we can have Barry Sanders. He wouldn't even do anything with this offensive line. No. No, man. No, we're not doing that bit. Trust me. I'm not trying to pretend like the Ravens' offensive line is um, a dominant run-blocking unit. It is not. It is a porous group overall. Um, An injury is a significant part of that, obviously. But trying to pretend like this is all on the offensive line and it's not about – these running backs can't do it. These These guys aren't good, and we see that even when they're in space. They can't do anything. This you want to say the problem is both things, that's fine. Yeah. But you can't pretend like the problem is only the offensive line and not the running backs. The running backs are a significant part of the problem, period. Full stop. They are a significant part of the problem. And, yes, even behind a bad offensive line, Barry Sanders in his prime would be far more successful than the running backs are currently. That's We're just saying things to say them right now. Um the running backs are a part of the problem, and yes. they're a significant part of the problem. To that point, Jonathan wants to know, Ken and Glenn, do you think the Ravens, the good running back, could run with this offensive line? So so let me take this one from Jonathan. All right. Uh, yeah, I think with a better running back, they they would be more productive with this offensive line. Somebody, would they be the Ravens of a year ago? No, no. but, but, or but somebody that was, that's a little quicker uh, to, the, to the line of scrimmage uh, can get on the edge a little bit more. Uh, would put significantly more pressure on an d- opposing defense than than these running backs do. They're slow. They're plotting. It's 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 three yards and boom, no cloud of dust. Right. Uh, the second part, he says, does DeCosta pull a rabbit out of the hat and find a running back? No, he doesn't because they don't seem any have any interest in doing they, so. They, they apparently did not put in a waiver claim for you know, Philip Lindsay. which is which, and, and to your point. 
it, they wouldn't have gotten him. Yep. But how do you not put a waiver claim it's in confusing. for him? It's like, confusing. He went out there today with knowing nobody for for uh, two days. He was there, and he's got a four yards per carry average for the Dolphins today against what we now, thought what we thought was a pretty decent Panther run right. defense. The only thing I can say, and I said this at the half, if there's some world in which they knew the Dolphins would put a claim in on him, if that was sure, if, if it was told to them, off, sure. then they can save face with their current running backs by saying, guys, we believe in you. Yeah, sure. We didn't even put a claim in. We, sure. we believe in you, right? Yeah. Like, But that's the only thing. But there's nobody. There's no rabbit. There's no magic trick. There's nobody out there. Like, like Lindsey being available was like, why? I mean, like, just a miracle for teams – Anyway, I mean, it, this is a guy that was a at least a one-time Pro Bowl. I think he was a two-time Pro Bowl. I know two two years he had over a thousand yards, and he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's on he's only 26 or 27. So I mean, you know, he's not ancient, but I, there's no rabbits. There's there's no tricks. There's no one to bring in. It is what it is. I mean, it, you have you have Nate McCrary, whom you know obviously they don't think is ready because he's been on the practice squad all year. But he's the only other guy that you can look to right now says, well, maybe he's a he's a little bit quicker to the line and can do something. Um, uh, there's there's nobody. Larry thinks that Lamar was worse in the Miami game. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Um, yeah. He didn't throw four picks. So, yeah, hey, maybe. Gotta, maybe. And if the bigger concern is he's had back-to-back terrible games, yeah. I mean, that's it's a concern. He's had back-to-back terrible games. I, you want me to tell you it's not concerning? I can't. I won't lie to you. But to me, it's not about Lamar or him regressing. It's about what happens. And I'll combine that with the other thing. We actually we haven't really talked about much in the postgame show. In the end, you're right. He ends up hitting 60 yards, 68 yards rushing. And so it looks like there was a concerted effort to have Lamar Jackson run the ball. Everyone who watched the game knows that's not true. That's not true. There was not a concerted effort for Lamar Jackson to run the ball. And this goes back to something we were talking about before we knew the depth of the problem the Ravens were dealing with with their running backs. It is insane how hell-bent this organization appears to be to not have Lamar Jackson run the ball. Now, I've said it a billion times, whether that's coming from someone at the top, whether that's coming from Lamar and his camp, where I don't know. I don't know. I've never been able to get a straight answer about why this is because they'll always find just enough. Today they'll say, well, what do you mean? Lamar Jackson ended up running the ball 17 times. What are you talking about? There's no concerted effort to have Lamar run the ball. He ran the ball more than anybody else on the team did. Lamar Jackson should be running the ball, period. Stop with all the nonsense. Stop with the, well, he's going to get hurt. We've got all the evidence. We've got it. There is no debating. There is no trying to cling to this notion that running quarterbacks get hurt more often than passing quarterbacks do. It is not a thing. It has actually never been a thing. It is a flat-out lie. It is a myth that has been passed down throughout the uh, the annals of time. It's not a real thing, period, period. Again, full stop. There is no reason why Lamar Jackson should not be a more significant from the get part of the running efforts for the Baltimore Ravens. It is nuts. I don't get that. I'll never get that. I'll never understand it. Um, it shouldn't if the running if the Ravens could run the ball really well with their running backs, Lamar Jackson should still be. You are neutering yourself. You are not taking advantage of a weapon that is more significant than anything anyone has ever had in the history of the National Football League. 
It's telling a power hitter they shouldn't try to swing for the fences. It's going to, you know, Joey Gallo and saying, we want you to be a singles hitter. Might turn out to be a hell of a singles hitter. There's no reason. It's it's insane. It's bat-ass insane that they don't run the ball more with Lamar Jackson. It doesn't make a damn lick of sense. Um, Aaron responding to the Brandon Williams thing just said facts. Uh, Susan points out, yes, it's officially Steelers week. That's true. It is true. That is true. Um, it is it is officially Steelers week. I, it's it's a weird Steelers it's a week, weird right? Weird Steelers week because they were awful. They were awful. We 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 <laughs> think it's the beginning of the end, like we think it is, but, but we don't it, know how good to feel about the Ravens. The, but it's still the Steelers. Yes. Like we we've gone into games where they've had like their third string quarterback, some guy <laughs> named Duck, and you know it's a struggle. <laughs> they, I mean. It's it's Steelers Ravens. I mean, you don't. It doesn't seem to matter sometimes who is actually playing and where they are and who's hurt and who's not. It's just they just beat each other up for four quarters and whoever comes out comes out. But it it it's it seems weird because we're all going to look at the Steelers and overlook them. I fear a little bit, not as a football team, but as fans. Like I think fans are expecting a big. Ravens win next week. I think it's a weird bit. I I think what you're saying is there'll be a lot of disrespect thrown to the Steelers, and I think you're right about that, and I think that's deserved. But at the same time, I don't think there's anybody in this town that feels uh, great about the Ravens. I don't I, I don't think that exists. I, I think you're know. seeing that. I don't think anybody's feeling overly confident in the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, we were trepidatious about pointing, picking them to cover tonight, and you know they yeah. tried they tried like hell to not. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I don't feel that. Uh, Larry uh, Bateman was not good at all tonight. Probably his worst game as a pro. Not sure if the play design was at fault or the wrong routes, but he routinely was in the lane of a deeper receiver and put his hands up. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier, Larry. Uh, I want to go back and watch the All-22, as, as we tend to do, um, and see if that that's true. Um, he caught the balls that were thrown to him outside of that one. That, the, the, the balls that he could catch. That, right, it, yes. that, that he could catch. Uh you know, uh, it, it ran, ran. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to say it was as worst as a pro. Maybe it was with with the expansion of it, of his of his I mean, role with the team. Also, I'm not really sure. There's like he's played five games. I know. Like, but, I'm but not okay, really sure what that means. It's, 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 okay, yeah. the other means the other four were better. Um, <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's what it means. But but uh, look, Larry's got a good eye, and and I've talked with Larry uh, uh, about this about football for years and years and years i want to see i want to see exactly I, i'm not saying you're wrong uh maybe exactly right maybe he was not maybe they were pressuring him a little bit on the line throwing off his routes and he was getting into places he shouldn't have been we'll we'll, we'll see that um but i i so happy he's here <laughs> just couldn't i mean be, i could be happier with I, him i'm trying my best to not get overwhelmed i mean like i you guys know how i feel about rashad bateman i think it's totally possible he will go down as the best receiver that ever plays for the baltimore ravens i think he's that good i think he's got that much talent and i think you see the unique things that he can do i think they've got to figure out more about what they have in rashad bateman because it feels like right now he's playing the old Derek mason role which is find a spot catch ball right end fall, of fall end down. of play right. right and i don't think that's the best use of rashad bateman although he's doing it for the most part mm-hmm. pretty well um you see you see everything there is to like now again to your point about the route running you know i'd, I'd have to look at more of it too um 
is that his fault? Is it the play design? Are the concepts yeah, bad? Yeah, right. I, I, I don't know. I don't have those answers. Um, Mark, Titans had two runners with over 100 yards and lost today. It's crazy. I, I To the point, just no. because you can run the ball doesn't guarantee anything. No. no. It's, we're not saying if the Ravens could just run the ball, that that means they win every game. To be right? fair, the Titans had no choice. They had no wide receivers. Also, <laughs> they, had, they, they, also had, they have they had exactly the opposite job. I mean, they have no wide receivers whatsoever anymore. I mean, somebody would say they don't really have any running backs. They either, are, but well, yeah, but, I mean. but but they found you know they they found something in Hilliard. Um, the last two weeks. We'll also start writing off the Titans, and I don't know if they're going to get. You know what I mean? Like I don't know who they're going to get back. And if well, if, I mean, I, look, they put they put AJ Brown on IR, so he's gone for two more weeks at least. Yep. Uh, I think Julio's done, no matter if he comes back or not. Um, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I, I think he he's had, done. He had I, something I, to offer. Uh, I, I, think think has, I think you're overreacting think from has, a fantasy perspective. I, no, 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 no. He, no. he was. No, off. I, th- I don't think he could stay on the field consistently enough. It's, okay, well, that's it, a different conversation. The, well, that, when I say right. done, I don't. I don't mean done in the fact that that he can't be a productive wide receiver. He's certainly not what he once was. But he can't stay on the field enough to, to well, help I mean, that's, the team right look, now. Look, that's the question is whether or not he's going to be on the field. Right. There's no debate about that. The so even if he comes back, I don't trust him. Right. Um, he also had, did they give Andrews that crazy one-handed catch? Yes. They, they did. I complained very quickly yes, on that. They ultimately, a lot of people did. They, I was like, hold on, I'm going to need those yards. They ultimately, <laughs> now how that worked, they never really explained that. My assumption is what they're essentially saying, like, because they, they can't do what they do in baseball, and, like, there's no, no. official scorer that gets well, to make that they never decision. really gave, I never really saw them. I don't, I don't think any of the referees initially thought he caught the ball. No, I absolutely you know, think that's what happened. So, so the right away they were like, "Oh, spy of the foul!" Right. Somebody I, from the sideline must have said. No, I don't know. I, I think this is a um, review. I don't know that they thing. can do that. They can. They, they can, can on any play. On any play, they can say once a pen- but once a penalty we, is accepted. See, see to me it before was before the next snap. Before the next okay. snap on any play, they can it was say a we- you it was got very this wrong. weird the way they did because they called it like right away. The, the point is, yes, they should do a better job yes. of explaining it. They never actually explained it. It made it seem like three plays later they just went back and changed yeah. it. Yeah. Whereas the likeliest scenario yes. is from upstairs, they said, "Hey, you guys got it. Doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. But you, the same you guys spot. got this wrong, right? So we need to change it." And they should have announced. They should have announced that. it very quickly. Correct. Um, it might be that literally the, the the next snap was happening, and they were just sort of well, like because it well, doesn't the matter. Fa- the fantasy football universe was in arms immediately, up in arms immediately. <laughs> um, for, uh, I guess you can't turn turn down pi. You well, you can. You can. You can. But it, you don't even have to turn it down. You don't have to turn it down. If it's right. a catch, they, they, they just they say, say it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's catch. a catch. Right, right. They just like, didn't know that he caught the ball. Correct. But they again, this is the reason. That, God bless. It's still never gonna. It's still not gonna fix the Saints thing. Like the 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 comedy of this is that the reason why this sky judge happened was to attempt to fix the thing that happened in the Saints game, which it still cannot fix. No. It can still do nothing. If that happens, the NFC Championship game this year, the NFL is going to be just as embarrassed as they were when it happened. Right. But the Sky Judge otherwise has been phenomenal. It has been a much quicker apparatus for getting to the point. There are still moments where, like the touchdown today and right. the pass interference thing, there's just enough gray area that they can't fix it alone. But there are times where they can say, I can fix this for you. It is quite clear. Just be on with it. And this appears to be one of those situations. Again, not that big of a deal because it would have been the same game situation no matter what. Uh, to which, to that point, Larry says, Glenn and Ken, the interception clearly hit the ground earlier. Not sure why it was not called. 
Sorry if you spoke about it. Which intercept? Somebody brought this up to me. I'm going to say the one, the one where the point of the ball for the Browns, the one where the point of the ball looked like it hit the ground as he was trying to come up with it on one of the interceptions. I think it was the deflected one um, in the middle of the field. It was the second one, if the I'm not mistaken. The second one, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in that one okay. minute span. I'm thinking okay. it's the second yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about it. Uh, I w- Somebody else brought that I up I was to me. surprised it looked like it hit the ground. But they did say, I thought they said on the broadcast that they were looking at it. And the sky judge was like, it's okay, let's go. The other part, I think there's this other goofy thing that people forget about. And again, I don't know because I haven't seen it. You might show me an angle and I might say, all right, somebody tried to do that. I, thought it, I thought it hit a, the angle I saw. The, looked but like there's it hit the this ground. thing where we think if the ball hits the ground, that automatically means it's incomplete. No. That's not true. No, it's you not. You can use the ground if they believe you had control but of this the ball. Was, this was a situation where he was like scooping it up and like it hit the ground at the same time he was scooping. Like, he didn't have control before it hit the ground. Uh, it, that's the that, control's also that, not they, necessarily. If they think that your fingers are on, if they think right, that you right. have, it's even if they think it's not, if, I know. If, the, if they think that you're making the play if the ground isn't there, I, then they have the ability to say that's a catch. Again, they did say, I, I, I swear they said on the broadcast that they did look at it briefly and they were okay with it. I, I Again, two balls I thought hit the ground. I didn't think they were going to overturn either one if, if they were challenge but they didn't have to challenge either one because that that's the good part of sky judge um i i got into it with somebody named jeremy who was trying to keep showing me this one image of the the ball that look i think which one the the browns touchdown i, I think th- that ba- i think it did too but even the thing that yeah. you think is definitive even the one like freeze frame that i think fox shared out that's right. the reason why it's going around right doesn't actually prove that the ball isn't pinned right. between the yeah. wrist and the leg it's the front. The front looks like he caught it. The back looks like he didn't. Right. The, like, this is, is the reason. Confused. This it's is the reason why it happened. Yeah. You guys, you're not coming up with anything that proves it definitively the way that you think you are. You think you are, and I get it. And by the way, as I said sixty times, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think the ball hit the ground. I also understand what happened there, and I understand the reason why it was still called a touchdown. And based on the letter of the, the way it's supposed to be yeah. in the NFL, I think the officials got that right. There is not the definitive proof that you want there to be about what happened right, there. Right. Um, we just got a, a tweet from Rita who said that uh, Lamar's lucky that uh, she's not there. Tonight. Rita was supposed to join me for a game day tonight. Rita apparently got laryngitis. Yeah. Um, Funny how that works on a on an eight o'clock game. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're, it's a good point. She's never gotten laryngitis for a one o'clock. Never game, got laryngitis on that one o'clock game. Never happened. Never you know, how that works out. <laughs> um, but she did say, uh, "Be lucky, I'm not there tonight." Uh, Glenn and Ken, my godson. Of course, that's Lamar. We're getting earful. He's getting uh, an earful from us earful. too. He was, he was bad. He was bad. We was say. There's no way around it. Like he's still Lamar Jackson. It doesn't. If if you think this proves your narrative about Lamar Jackson, you're just showing your ass. That's yeah, all you're doing. I mean, uh, absolutely. He's still Lamar Jackson. You said, th- you said right at halftime. Yep. That's, that's what it is. Yep. Um, from Tony, would you bring Ty Gurley in? Let me answer this. No. I wouldn't have brought him in the first time, but not only the Ravens, but three other NFL teams have brought Todd Gurley in for a workout, and nobody has signed him. Do you know why? Do you know why, Glenn? No, I'm going to guess it's because he's uh, he's he, not capable anymore. He has no knees. No, look <laughs> to the to the point that some people there <laughs> will just, be just there knees. will be people that will eternally do the uh, Justin Dukeshire bit, which is what do you have to lose, yeah, right? I, like, I know, I know. Like you, you guys, you have aren't any good. Why not bring somebody else in? 
And and for what it's worth, I can't tell you you're wrong. No. Like I can't say no. that, but I have no appetite for. But Tom the Gurley Ravens either. did bring him in. They did. They, they gave did. him a look. They gave him a look. They, a look. they, they said, nah. "You know what? Uh, nah. We're good." Now we also don't know it. They might have said to him, "Like, well, we'll sign you to the practice squad." And he said, "Eh, I'm not but, really." But three. But my point is, three other NFL teams have also during uh, the season. Again, I don't know. What, come, I don't know what all the circumstances have but been. But they've, they've had tryouts. I think, I think you're probably right. Kim. They had tryouts. Nobody signed. This is like the replay thing. I think you're right. You're right. I think you're right. But we don't have the I definitive know. evidence. That's the whole thing. Sam, uh, the story of the game was the defense completely shutting down their running game, getting after Baker and Tyus Bowser all over the field. Sure. I mean, the, the linebackers were dominant. It, it helped to have Brandon Williams in front uh, in front of them. It's amazing how that works out when you have your big body defensive ta- nose tackle whose job it is to stuff things up and take on double teams so that you guys can run free behind them. Just incredible how that works out. That That's a really valuable thing that a team – can pay really good money to have on the field in order to allow your guys to make plays. Just a goofy, goofy thing how that works. Um, from uh, a- AJ's all over the place as always. Well, um, I don't understand who went on IR. I don't. Know. What? He said something about another week and something about conditioning and somebody's going. Is somebody going on IR? I don't know. Did I? Missing. Did we miss something from the post game show? What I'm I don't know. Worst uh, training and conditioning staff in sports. Okay. Sure. From, wait, what am I supposed to I mean, what, what, what do you want to say? Like, my God, man. What are we doing? It's football. Sean uh, in Ohio. I watched the game with a friend who was a diehard Browns friend. He didn't say much in the second half, so the Ravens must be doing something right. Okay. Um, uh, by the way, the whole sequence of the Browns and the, the fake <laughs> the was. fake punt that wasn't, then the timeout, then the 12-minute <laughs> penalty entity. Anyway, is just so unbelievably Browns. Like it's hard to even laugh at them because you genuinely feel they bad. Have Twelve men on the field three times in a row. <laughs> someone <laughs> lives and dies by what that franchise does. Someone I their know, entire week is going to be uh, altered by what that franchise does. It yeah. is very difficult to even to even laugh about it. Uh, Larry followed up. I love Bateman too. Just responding to what I saw tonight. One issue could be that Lamar clearly favors throwing to the right side, and Bateman's gets the slant or comeback on the left. But when he drags across the field, left to right, his depth changes according to his judgment. Just something I noticed the last three games. Okay. I mean, I, I can't tell you you're wrong, Larry. I, I can't do that. Like um, I said, I trust I trust Larry's eyes. I know he I know he goes back and and picks apart frame by frame games. So. Well, there you go. Uh, I need uh, just two minutes here, and then when we come back in, we're going to talk a little bit more about Pittsburgh, as that's what is coming up next. He's Ken Zalas. I'm Glenn Clark. It's the Project Game Day post-game show. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show. You can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. I love driving my tractor trailer, and just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. 
The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, December 7th at the Bowman on Harford Road in Parkville. It's brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, as well as Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins us courtesy of my bookie. From all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX at MyBookie.ag. If your first deposit is $100, MyBookie adds $100 so you can start with $200 to play with. If your first deposit is $1,000, MyBookie adds $1,000 so you can start with $2,000 to play with. With tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there is truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can start winning big today. That's promo code PRESSBOX to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for our daily specials every weekday, like $6.99 burgers on Mondays and $5.99 nachos on Thursdays. And watch football on their big screens every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Dine in and let us serve you, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Hey, Larry, I just watched the video again, and I, I'm actually I'm 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 more convinced that that was a good call and that that was an interception. Um, it, it appears to have control of the ball. I get it. It it looks jarring when the ball hits the ground, right? Like because of the impact. But at no point does it not seem like he doesn't have his hands around the ball. It's just the. Uh, I think what you guys are seeing is you think the ball hops up, hits him in the chest, but the the hands still appear to be around the ball as that's occurring. So I I think they got that one right. Um, I don't actually. Again, and looking at it, 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 it actually convinced me more that I think that was a good call. But um, I get it, and this is part of the problem with all the insanity of the catch rule. Like the, it's, the catch rule is so bloody insane that I, I think we're conditioned to think that anything makes it an incomplete pass. And I get that. That's the nuts. That is the insane nature of the bizarre-ass catch rule in the NFL. So um, I, I, un- I understand the confusion for sure. All right, um, Ken Zalis is here as we are winding down for the Project Game Day postgame show after the Ravens. Again, you want to call it survival? I'm good with that. Survived the uh, Cleveland Browns 16-10 this evening to improve to 8-3 and three on the season. 
Um, Ken, you brought it up earlier. I do think there'll be a lot of people that are dismissive of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I don't think it's unfair to be dismissive of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think they're good. Um, I get it. They've got it out five wins to their credit, and I, you know, I I think they're they have quality some quality players on their roster. I think we all believe that Najee Harris is a good player and will be for some time. I think we all we think Deontay Johnson is a high level player of some sort. I'm not sure how to define it exactly. He's a he's a above average wide receiver. I, that, that's probably the way that I would say it. I don't think he's a God, there was a weirdly weird bit today where um, Troy Aikman was calling Robert Woods a top three receiver in the NFL. I have no idea what that was. I don't think he's a top 25 receiver in the NFL, but I think he's... Deontay Johnson? Yeah, I, I don't think, think so. Top 20. I don't think I don't I'll, I'll think go he top, is. I'll go top 20. I don't think he is, but I okay. think he's I think he's quality. I think he's, I think he's part of the solution more than he isn't. I think he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chase Claypool is a capable player. Capable I think he's player. a good player. Can get um, behind the defense. I think Pat Fryermuth has shown some he's signs. Shown? It's really weird they weren't throwing him the ball at all today until well, the fourth quarter. Oh, well, they... Um, ben, Ben, Ben. Yeah, ben, I get it. I get it. But ben, I think ben he's has a, trouble. Right I think now. I think they have some pieces that are quality. But as a whole, I don't. And I don't think it's just Ben Off- Roethlisberger. Offensive line is not good. They don't have a good. They they don't have a good offensive line. Ben Roethlisberger is clearly not capable, not capable at this point in his career. And their defense is not as advertised. Like they they oversold. They were oversold as a defense to start the season. Um, I think and that's it, fair. And, and it's not because they're, they're trash or they're garbage or they're not capable of having good games, but they're not an overwhelming defense. They're a, they're a capable defense and kind of not a lot more they have that. They have one player at each level that you have to concern yourself with on defense. Okay. Minka is a yep, ball-hawking player. Yep. T.J. Watt is, is fantastic. No, he's been banged up. He's been banged up. Yep. And and um, Bush is a is a very yeah he's sideline to sideline will make some plays. He's not as good as Devin White. But, he's not. But he's, he's not. not he's, he's he's a good player. Yeah. They don't. But they don't. They don't have players outside of that. The rest of the secondary is average. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of their linebackers are average. Their run, their stopping the run is average. Uh, but you have to concern yourself uh, with some with some players and. You know, I'll always go back to it's Ravens Steelers and and, and it's and, and it's the twenty twenty one Ravens and the, and and it's never mattered twenty twenty one or any other year who is really on the field for I, either team. That that I get that that part is true to some extent. It's to true, some right? extent. To some extent. But it there is it goes a step beyond that. It doesn't matter who the opponent is next week. You know what I think the Ravens are going to do? I think they're probably going to play a close game. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like they, or come back from fourteen points now. They've they've had one game that was non-competitive this season. That was the Bengals game. That's not true. They, uh, the the um, the Broncos game was pretty Chargers. Oh, the Chargers. That's a good point. All right, three. So so they've had three games. Three of eleven that. But were they've struggled versus teams that you don't expect them to struggle against. One hundred percent. So do I think it's gonna be a close game? Yep. Yep. I haven't seen what the first line was that was installed for the week, but I'm sure when I see it, I'm gonna say. Mm. Mm. I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, I don't love it. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they're gonna beg people to take the Steelers, based on what the Steelers did this week. Uh, Larry, the Ravens secondary scares me against Pittsburgh. Ben can still beat a blitz. He can. He can. At times. At times. He At couldn't times. today. At times he can. I I'm sorry. The out that he threw for the pick six today. It was one of the. Oh my. Oh god. my god. That ball, I could have picked it off. A hundred, and you could have scored. A <laughs> and touchdown. I could have scored. The ball was in the air Mike for a Hilton million, 
a million hours. I, 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 it's, it, I don't know that ball would have come down yet. I, it was just, it had nothing behind it at yep. all. 100%. Just lollipop. Oh just my God. hanging in the air. Just awful. Awful. <laughs> awful. Devlin Hodges can throw the ball better than that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, it's, I'm with you. I don't, I don't have, I, I think the Ravens are better than the Steelers, and I think they'll win. But do I have supreme confidence? Nope. And the other thing that, and I've talked about this before, the one thing that we kind of don't want to talk about, Lamar Jackson's never had a good day against the Steelers. It's never happened. He's never played well against the Steelers. All the goofy things, all this is not a, a narrative. This is a, a fact. Lamar Jackson has never had a game against the Steelers. Now, for what it's worth, we all know he didn't play in Pittsburgh last year. Um, the year before that, he did play in Pittsburgh, wasn't any good, and got bailed out because um, that was at the beginning of the win streak, as you remember. That was the day where Marlon Humphrey kind of went off and, and changed things, but he wasn't good in that game. He's never, and that was the weird year where they did play, decided to play Raven Steelers in Week 17, which was an insane decision from the NFL. So the game didn't matter at that point, so Lamar didn't play. He's never had a day against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not a huge sample size. It's not something that's weighing over him. It's not like Lamar's gone 0 for 10. He's stunk 10 times against the Steelers. But it's a weird thing where we're now into year four, and it just so happens to be that Lamar Jackson has never had a good game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Be a hell of a time to change that. Be a hell of a time for that to no longer be the case. KZ will be back with us on Thursday, Thursday for the yes. uh, Press Box Fantasy Football Show at 11.30 a.m. At Fans Fantasy on Twitter is how you follow him. I don't even know who's doing it. Is it you next week or is it Rita? It is not me. Then it's Rita. That's that's. I mean, it makes sense. It's a, I'm not, it's, I'm not, ab- uh, it's a late afternoon all game, things, but it's an afternoon All game. things considered, I don't think I'm back until like week 17. Uh, that might be right. You might be right about that. Yeah, I think Rita... Rita Week 17 is when I will return. All right. So we'll, we'll discuss. Uh, as long as she is uh, healed up. Uh, you Actually, you're scheduled to be here in week 14. It's the following week. You're scheduled to be here for the next Browns game. I am? You are. <laughs> Just letting you know, man. Hmm. You are scheduled for that. Okay. We'll talk more about that. But, yes, Rita will be with us next okay. week. And I'll be here then. I'll be back tomorrow morning uh, for Glenn Clark Radio. I know Daniel Wilcox is going to join us. Uh, Jeremy Connell will join us tomorrow and plus other stuff talking about. More about this is what we're going to do. So we'll see you for that. Again, the Project Game Day postgame show has been brought to you by Window Nation, Glory Days Grill, and Underdog Fantasy Football. Thank you all for joining us. Ravens win. They're 8-3. We'll see you next week.